the grandbaby. And he told me last night as we were playing his favorite game, I Spy, I Spy a Blue Book. That's what he said. And he said, and it's your book and I'm your biggest fan. My baby. And in all this, she's also the director of quality enhancement plan initiatives at yeah. Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. Ramika Bingham Risher. She starts the book by saying she's looking for a home, and I think she's found it. Mm. I think she's found it with her readers. Yeah. And this is the Podium Poem from the Library of Congress. The series is produced by Forest Woods Media Production. Post-production by Mike Turpin, MET Studios. We wish to thank the Library of Congress for making the program possible. Funding is provided by the Sinipid Fund, Natalie Canavore, and Sandy Jackson-Cohen. Mike Turpin's our engineer, and I'm Grace Cavalieri. Hi, this is Pat Matheny. You're listening to Radio KBOO. Andy looks a scream. Andy Andy Silver Stream. Can't tell them apart at My name is Joseph Gallivan. You're listening to Art Focus on KBOO Portland. My guests this week are Greg Muir and Dennis Wise. They are both volunteer photographers for Portland Fire and Rescue, and they go out and take photos of fires as they're happening. Their work can be seen at 911firephotog.com. That's Greg Muir. And Dennis Wise is... Dennis Wise Fire Dot Photography. Thanks very much for doing Art Focus. Absolutely. So you guys take the most dramatic photos I think I've seen. The fire department puts them out uh, online. Mm -hmm. They can run in the paper online. But you're really going out and almost making arts out of what you see yeah, out of fire. There's sort of raging infernos, the colors, the lights, the action people moving around so Sorry. Greg just tell us how you, how you got into that and what is also the target audience for your work I got into this back in I think it was 1999 when I got my first camera had our first kid I had a friend who went out and followed the fire department around and was you know take, not taking pictures but he would show up and and watch the work that they would do which was pretty interesting and when I got my camera, I started taking pictures of it. You know, one thing led to another, started shooting film. Um, eventually got noticed by the fire department, uh, taking a picture of a dog that was taken out of a fire and firefighters were doing CPR on it. Pretty cool stuff. And I ended up having a conversation with the fire department and at some point uh, started volunteering for the fire department. It, it sounds like the fire department are pretty welcoming because Dennis, yeah. how did you get into it? You were a firefighter in... It's down Tangent. It's a big town near Albany, Oregon. Okay. Uh, you know, it's a population of 1,000 people. So they got a volunteer thing. I went down to the fire department and noticed they had some pictures there as well. And, well, that'd be kind of, how could I get into this, you know? How about if I just go out and take pictures? Well, if you're going to do that, you got to be able to get in the red zone. Get What's red the zone. red zone? That's in the the hot zone. That's or you're probably within 
I don't know, 20 feet of the, say it's a house, it's in the first 20 feet where you, you set up your first hose lines and you're dumping water on it. That's kind of the red zone, the danger zone. Um, you got to have, you know, your helmet on and PEP and packed up and all that stuff. Depends on the fire and the situation. And so, okay, well, if I can, I'm going to try it. And if I can't make the physical part, I'll know it and I'll back out. Uh, long story short, all of a sudden I'm on. I can do this. I can you were on as a firefighter, uh -huh. not as a, a photographer. Yeah, well, it, it's a slash firefighter photographer. Then I got, they, well, since you're doing that, you might as well be the PIO, which is a public information officer. Take that role, and you can do press releases and all that. Because, you know, once again, we're only a, mm -hmm. a, a population of a thousand people, you know. <laughs> all of a sudden, we're, I'm putting, I just, shoving it in my press release, all the Portland stations and all that. He might use it, they might not. But one night, it was like a unique thing on, on channel, channel two, but probably, it's gotta be 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, 11 o'clock news and boom, they oh, breaking news and they got my picture full screen on and holy, you know what? That's my picture and they're using it. And it was it was a unique situation. Car ran off the road, upside down in a small crux, four feet deep. This Comcast guy scene pulled up behind, ran down, and the car is upside down in the water. He reached down, felt a person, pulled him out. Another guy showed up. He put him on, put her on the side of the bank and did CPR. And then medics showed up and we showed up and they saved her. Mm -hmm. But that car was upside down, she was strapped in, unconscious, and, you know, I went down and took some shots. I'm right near on the water and they're checking the, the vehicle out. You know, it's just some shots like that that put us on a map, mm -hmm. like we called it back then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's where it started from. Mm -hmm. That was back, I started back in 2006. Mm -hmm. I retired from that and moved up here to Portland. I've been up here five years. Uh, Greg, I met Greg because we both knew Dick Harris. I met him. Who's to Dick him. Harris? That was an individual who was shooting with Greg before. Uh, Dick, Dick was the volunteer yeah. photographer for Portland Fire when I first started and before I even started shooting sure. for Portland. I would run into him uh, yeah. out at fires and uh, real neat guy who was very interested in helping others learn yeah. about fire photography and yeah. uh, so he kind of took me under his wing. I wanted to meet him and you know just compare notes. Maybe I could learn a lot from him. I'm sure I could but I just want to enter and I missed that opportunity. I I, met, I got an email and then the next thing I know and Greg informed me passed and, mm -hmm. and then we got together and so here we are, and Greg's taught me a lot. So let's look at that picture of a fire that happened earlier this year, happened in January, mm -hmm. a Korean church downtown mm -hmm. near Safeway, like around Jefferson kind of area, mm -hmm. um, burned down. It was like arson. And this beautiful kind of white wooden church just went up in total flames, you know, like you were there, Dennis. What were you, you so you shot this, shot where you've got the white of the church, the roof is gone, 
Yeah. You can see the fire through the, the broken windows. Yeah. And then you have a lot of pink in the foreground from the, the uh, truck lights. The lights and going And then this off. tree, this black mass of tree in the top right corner. Uh -huh. And then some city lights as well. What was this picture? Were you just like snapping away or were you like well, trying was, to compose? I was trying to compose. I was trying to get that shot. You, you run it through your head all the time. I want to get the shot that says it all. Greg's got a great one. We were both there at the same fire and he's got one where it blow, it's blowing out the windows. That's what's intriguing. I got there, you know, I must have, I'm, a couple minutes later after he got there, he got that, but here we are, you know, like that, and you're trying to get that one shot, then you're adjusting the camera, maybe a little more ISO, or this or that, trying to work it. Then you, of course, post-editing, you're doing a lot of that to help there, but you're trying to get it all in the, in the frame. Mm -hmm. So this is a nighttime fire, and you've got this contrast between the, the water and the street lights, or, or maybe the headlights, they're white, bright right. kind of. Strobe, it's all the warning lights off the truck, okay. and they're flashing everywhere, and sometimes that affects your vision. You know, it's just the truck lights. Yeah, oh, okay. sometimes they're the pink and the blue. Well, they're red and blue. Yeah, they're and then they got the headlights and they got the the floodlights on, depending on the situation. So you have this massive white at street level, and then the fire itself is this yeah. golden color, uh -huh. and it's eating from the inside of the church. Right, and the church is white as well. When you when you're composing, how do you deal with the fire is the fire if it's raging is that always a central element of the composition yeah you try to get that and like greg said that's hard to get that real good fire photo of a fire doing its real thing sure sometimes you get in there and like what i got here it's blown out or it's it's too much you can't see the real flame playing and sometimes you can get that if you slow down it's a speed ISO and uh, all that. So longer exposure will get you more, more kind of fiery fire. It does, but then you lose your sharpness because you don't have the speed. Your shutter speed's too slow. You know, if you're shooting down at 40, you're going to get blur. So it's <laughs> you just practice and practice, mm -hmm. like on scene, and you go back and you know, I should have done this, I should have done that. Then I talked to Greg, what do you should have done? Well, you should have done this. Oh, okay. He brings a lot of knowledge to the table. So Greg, you're on your Korean fire set on your website, you got there when the fire's kind of pouring out of the round window and the um, there's another rectangular window and it's coming out like toothpaste. You know, it's just so beautiful. The, and the flames, you know, they have that three-dimensional look sort of shading you know dark areas and everything else is dark around there there's no bright lights there's no flashing reds and blues what was going on at that moment at that moment was pretty early on in the fire and so a lot of the rigs were still showing up yeah. and so essentially my goal was to expose for the fire to show 
the dimension of the fire and to be able to see the detail in it. And so to do that, you know, we have to pull the exposure down quite a bit, which makes a lot of the other part of the photo darker and kind of gives it um, an interesting feel. Mm -hmm. This was about the actual flames rather than showing the activity around it. There wasn't much happening. Yeah, well, I would say the flames were the, the central theme and then, yeah, secondarily, what's going on um, beyond that. And then you have another one where you've just got the stained glass windows mm, yeah, lit right. by fire. And I, I, they were gone, you know, pretty quickly, mm -hmm. right? Blew out. So you've got this beautiful red kind of rose shape with a cr cross on it and then two other images all in stained glass but you've just got this ferocious yellow behind it and above it the fire is white as though you know it's all about to go mm -hmm. Indeed. What, where were you at that? Were you, did you have a tripod no everything shot freehand there's just not on a fire scene enough time or space to okay. use a tripod um, you constantly have to worry about being in somebody's way who's dragging a hose and, yeah, and doing work. And so everything's got to be handheld. And uh, yeah, you just look for opportunities. You just have a very steady hand. I use a lot of very high ISO. A lot of these are shot, you know, 25,600. Um, and then processed to try and get the uh, grain to come nice. out of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Another sort of element of a lot of these pictures is the firefighters directing the hose. So what do you look for in that? Because there, there are different angles you can go for. You probably look at it like a firefighter, like you know what they're doing. They're dropping the water or they're blasting or mm -hmm. something. I don't know what that's called. But to me, it looks, it's more aesthetic. You're just creating shapes. Mm -hmm. well, how do you see it? Yeah, much in the same way. You're looking for the angles to line up in a in a way that looks interesting, or you know the hose with other things going on that looks like it's an interesting shape or or whatever. People don't get to see close up like we get to see what firefighters are doing, and so trying to capture images of that that than the general public can view and kind of get a close-up feel for what's going on mm -hmm. and trying to make it interesting you know at the same time and not just a snapshot so you have these these korean church ones you have two firefighters sort of they're pulling the hose that like waist level and they're shooting high up into the church bell tower and then there's another pair where the ladder truck it's it's telescopic and it's mm -hmm. not stretched out it's all compacted because it's quite a small church mm -hmm. but that's going up vertically and then you have the shooting horizontally into the the uh, the bell tower so you have this really nice right angle the right side everything is on fire the left side is this night in the city you've got apartments with the lights on and they were right they were right behind right they were yes and you've got the dark sky um do you know what you're gonna see as you're working you're hoping <laughs> you you try to see what you're going for you know sometimes you get excited and you go boy that's gonna be a great shot and then you get home and you look at it on a bigger oh, screen and you go it didn't turn out how i wanted but you've got to have some kind of 
image in your head that you're trying to create. And so, yeah, you look for opportunities like that. My name is Joseph Gallivan. You're listening to Art Focus on KBOO Portland. My guests this week are photographers Greg Muir and Dennis Wise. They're volunteer photographers for Portland Fire and Rescue, and they go out and take pictures of fires as they're happening. So, Dennis, you have a set in here where an RV has caught fire. Uh, 30th and Industrial, so northwest. Uh-huh. So it's like people living in RVs, are homeless people. Right on the street. This is their home. Mm-hmm. And one of them has gone up in flames, and it's it's kind of horrendous because I don't know what RVs are made of, but they don't. No, they they don't. They burn very pretty thin. It's like mobile homes. They're made very thin and highly combustible. Mm-hmm. And you've got these gas propane tanks on the end. Uh-huh. So what was the situation when you got here? Uh, when I rolled up, it w- they had it knocked down initially. Like uh, That was in engine six. They got there within you know, five or seven minutes. I got there about 10 minutes into it. So they had the initial knockdown. And here they're just trying to put out hot spots and there was hot spots that flare up. It's like that one in the middle. That happened in mid, you know, after I was there. It just blew up on them. Because mm-hmm. some line in some place and it started burning through the side of the mobile home mm-hmm. um, right there. So it's, it's metal. Yeah, it just, it yeah, just tin. You did this composition where yeah. the square end of the mobile home with the gas uh-huh. tanks fills pretty much half the composition. <laughs> And then kneeling down on the the wet ground, which is very reflective. Right. You have two guys in orange with a hose, uh-huh. and the smoke coming off the um, steam, yeah, steam uh-huh. coming off the RV is like this white uh-huh. like a haircut, and behind it is a bright light. I think a street light. A street light. Right. So you've got this very Hollywood lighting because uh-huh. there's so many reflective surfaces and colors and directions. I mean, how long did you spend on this? This to this develop shot. it on that one. It took you know a megasecond to take it, but you go back and you you post audit uh, uh, the f- picture, which really enhances it. You know, you, sure you got a lot of noise and stuff like that, but we got a couple programs we both use, and we can really, especially on night shots, it really enhances that, like the water reflecting. It gets to a point where you look at it and it looks so real. And that's what makes it feel good to look at it and, wow, that looks like you're right there right now. Mm-hmm. And did it feel like that at uh-huh. the time? It did. Just so like you that. were trying to crank up the values to make it go back to how it felt. Yeah, just a little tad bit, a little, little, little squish more this, a little more that, and here we got it. Mm-hmm. Greg, you were at the Elks Fire, which was this empty building in East Portland. It was kind of a low-slung building and abandoned for a long time. Lots of homeless people living around it. There'd been some fires. And then this one, I think it was, uh, when was it? April this year, Mm -hmm. 2023, just took off and the whole thing burnt down. It was a huge fire. What was it like in terms of scale? How big was this? It was a big building. I'd have to guess 150, 200 feet square. Very large fire. Something like this, I mean, I presume it burns for like 12 hours or something. How long are you going to spend there? I'm usually there on a large fire. I'll spend two, three hours there. 
just depending on what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're trying to shoot some action. And so when things slow down, that's usually when we'll head back home and yeah. start processing. You got this fabulous shot of the, the wording elks. It's this funny blue on white paint with strange font. That wall facing the street is intact. And then right above the sort of roof line is all this glowing smoke, this orange smoke, maybe flames. And then the arc of the water going into it also is lit up in the same color. And it's from a very long ladder. So it must have been very hot, right? Yes, very hot fire. You've got this incredible story here, which is saying, you know, it's the end of the Elks <laughs> building. Like, this is it. Yep. <laughs> Every now and again, you'll shoot just get firefighters mm -hmm. going and doing something. You know what they do? What are they doing? Like these guys have got all their tanks. It looks like they're going in a closed door, trying to get in. So yeah, they're trying to cut their way into that door um, to make sure there's nobody inside or behind it. Um, in some cases, you know, just to access to put water on the fire. Mm -hmm. And then some other from the same night. This this yeah, like that one there black. Almost like a, th a thunder cloud of blackness above the flames. What is that stuff? That, the smoke cloud from the fire just makes these incredibly mm. interesting shapes, mm -hmm. like clouds. You know, like thunderstorm clouds that are very pretty to see. It's sad to see the destruction, but mm -hmm. yeah. but there's beauty in the the picture picture at the same time. Is the, is the black smoke early on in the fire or later or can you tell? That was... Burning? That one burned for quite a while so it could have been anywhere early on to probably midway through that fire. Mm -hmm. it's, it's so it's so kind of dense you know it looks like the kind of smoke you can like see faces in or it could be like a mm -hmm. cat's fur right. so knotty and, and uh, cloud-like do you touch up all these highlights? I do. I touch up the smoke to try and bring out the detail of it and to, you know, try not to have highlights blown out, pull a little bit of detail out of shadows mm -hmm. and those kind of things. So I do a little bit of work on that to get it to look that way, like it, like it would, like Dennis was saying, when you're really there. What's your general feeling of, you know, this work you do as volunteers? What's the most rewarding thing about it? What do you feel you're, you're doing by doing the work? Just put it on paper. I don't know, just like showing you what it was like there as best we can. And that really says a lot with the heavy smoke blowing out the, the roof line and ladder trucks dumping water on it from left and right. This last fire we had downtown, they had 11 streams going at one time. Oh, by the school, by Lincoln? Yeah, yes. right, it's near Lincoln, yeah, yeah that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, okay, that one. yeah. Of all times on that one, the radio was dead. I didn't see it till I saw it on TV, and they said they have a four alarm. It's four alarm? I look out the window, and I seen the header, which is a smoke column going up. I said, well, I gotta go, so I headed on down there. I was two hours into the... Uh, into the fire, then I started taking pictures. <laughs> but they're still great shots because mm -hmm. it, it's showing it, the devastation, all this uh, is going on, and mm -hmm. it's a capturing that one moment in time because you'll never get that back. Trying to imagine what's going on in that building. 
it's all blowing up and it's going awry, mm-hmm. could collapse. I took the reward is the big thank you or the guys, you know, thanking you. They want a copy of that picture that shows them on a, you know, top of a snorkel up there blowing the water out. Mm-hmm. So. I have this theory based on very little data that fires were like going out of style because the sprinklers they just what things just didn't catch fire anymore. but now it seems like everything's on fire what, what's going on i think there's just more publicity around it especially in the portland area we've got a new pio dennis and i are out taking photos and, a and public i think information I, officer. A public okay. information officer and doing a great job of putting out what's really going on in the city and the great work that these firefighters do every day. I mean, how many different kinds of fire are there now? Like the tires, you got like arson. Today they just had that, you know, the the boat fire right down there, downtown Portland. Just like 26 foot boat down oh, that marina down there. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but that, that just happened at seven o'clock this morning. I was gonna go on it and missed it. Um, when you've got like camping gone wrong, you know, people mm-hmm. having yeah, fires things in, happen in the street. Pro- yeah. What else is there? Car you fires. Forest fires uh, mm-hmm. up in the West Hills where I live, you know, up there, and it, that can go up in a heartbeat. Once it gets, the fire gets up in the head of the trees, it's really tough to knock down. It's traveling, you know, it's so many different type of fires, car fires, truck fires, semi-fires. And sometimes you go into the, it's just a uh, cooking fire. Mm-hmm. You get down there and uh, it's just burnt food. Oh, man. You know, there's nothing but it's just burnt food. It smells like setting oh, the alarms off yeah. in, in, in the apartment downtown. Are you two on the scanners? Is that how you mm-hmm. get? We, we get paged out, okay. uh, the same as the fire trucks do. Uh, on fires and car wrecks and and the like. It's optional, like if you're busy and you can't go or you don't want to go. (laughs) Right, right. You're calling that, you know. But there's, you you feel an obligation to go as much as you can, of course. Once again, the sooner you get there, the more chance you'll see flames Mm because they're knocking it down with everything they got. And sometimes you get there and a minute later, it's all knocked down, it's a recall. Oh man, <laughs> you missed the big stuff, you know. <laughs> you know, but um, as far as taking a photo of what devastation's going on. I mean, the PIO puts this out on the media, right? To show the, story the city it. that things are going on. Right. Something always going on every, almost every day. There's something going on. Is yeah. this a Portland thing or is every city like this? I think it's every city. Every. LA is just yep. busy. They're busy as we are. Um, you got people jumping off the bridge. You got to go, you know, we don't run and do that because there isn't much photo op there. Mm-hmm. At least from my point. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, they got entrenched rescues and stuff going on. Somebody, a contractor, fell in the hole and it collapsed on him. And, they gotta go after that. Mm-hmm. Or elevator rescues. Somebody stuck on the fourth floor. The elevator stopped. Boom. So he sent the fire department in there to open it up and get it, you know, mm-hmm. at least get them mm-hmm. out. What do you take for, to get this out of your head? What do you photograph that's the opposite? I, I don't photograph anything else, really. No. I do some family things or whatever. Drone? Portrait? I, I do drone <laughs> photography. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But, a drone of what? <laughs> 
Mostly okay. fire. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've done a series of barn photos that were just yeah, kind of for cool. fun, but mm -hmm. most mostly what I focus on is the fire department mm. stuff. How about you, Dennis? Um, what are, I've been doing hummingbirds lately. Because oh. <laughs> we got one on the, on the deck and it's right there. If the sun's hitting it just right and he's out there and I got that lens up there, I'm taking pictures. What's the exposure on a bird's wing? At least 3,000, 3,200, 3,500 uh, you know, shutter on that, you know, depending on how bright a sun it is. If you can get that, it shouldn't look like, uh, you know, f sometimes 2.3, but it's, you only talk from here, you know, eight feet, and depth of field is really short. So you want to put it out to five, six, and at least that, and shoot, shoot away. And you'll get that one, and it, it's fun. When you go through the uh, post dot and, and, and the birds are looking right at you, like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> no, that's fine. My name is Joseph Gallivan. You've been listening to our focus on KBOO Portland. My guests this week were photographers Greg Muir and Dennis Wise. They shoot as volunteer photographers for Portland Fire and Rescue. Their work can be seen at 911firephotog dot com that's Greg Muir and Dennis Wise is Dennis Wise Fire dot photography. Thanks very much for doing Art Focus. Yeah you're welcome. Thank you. It's been great. You're listening to Art Focus on KBOO Portland, the show where artists talk about their work. I want to remind you that KBOO is a volunteer powered community platform. That means we are funded by you, the listener. If you're enjoying this program, please show your support by making a contribution today or better yet, become a monthly sustaining member. Just go to kboo.fm slash give or text the letters KBOO to the number 44321. Thanks very much. Andy, whoa, whoa, looks a scream. Andy, mon, now, whoa, whoa, Andy, whoa, silver scream. Can't tell them apart at Thank you.